step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah.
laugh at Brian Kelly at your own peril. And, uh, you know, man, it's, it's a good day. It's, uh, you know, Thanksgiving week. I'm, I'm kind of estranged yeah, from yeah. family this week, so kind of holding it down the best I can. You know what I mean? But, like, mm-hmm. it's always fun to chop it up with you guys, man. So, once again, thanks for having me. As always, man, it's a, it's a privilege and a pleasure to get you in the building, man. And without further ado, uh, let, let, let's start talking about it. I was going to save this for last, but being as though I, I, I kind of tipped my hand a little bit, you know, in the group chat, I wanted to start the show talking about the college football playoff rankings. Uh, for those of you guys who haven't seen it yet, uh, the top four pretty much stayed the same with Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU running at the top four. LSU comes in at five, followed by USC at six. Uh, you know what? I ain't trying to hear from you right now. Alabama's at seven. Clemson's at eight. Oregon's at nine. Tennessee's at ten. Uh, then my boys, Penn State's at 11. Barry, I'm not sure if you saw, but your boys pop in at number 16. But I wanted to talk about – Wait, you uh, at 16? Uh, Wait, what? Oh, my, my, my bad. Florida State. Florida State. State. I, I, I thought it was a – I, I thought it was a Florida State. I know. I'm just, giving, I'm, just giving him a, I'm just giving him a hard time. Oh, so I, got I, I, I don't see UConn ranked in any college football playoff unless we're talking about, you know, women's basketball. But, you know, even, even they can't win really can the Stanford right now. you got to go down to like 348 <laughs> if you're going to find them. <laughs> you know, like this uh, thing. I'm a FSU fan from, from way back. When UConn moved to D1, I adopted him because I was a, I'm a UConn fan for basketball. So, I mean, it, it, I, I keep it 100. I keep it above. I could be rooting for the best team. I, I'm rooting for UConn here. I mean, come on. You, you, UConn? Come on. UConn? Talk to me about UConn? Like, no. Nah, exactly. Honestly, though, Barry, you, you got to admit, though, er, earlier in the year, when, when your Seminoles got the best of my young Tigers who hadn't quite figured it out yet, I reached out to you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't hide. I reached out to Sirius last week when, uh, when the wrong black and gold won. But, you know, it's, it's all good. <laughs> but, you know, we don't, we don't hide. Uh, here we here, we here. Know? We don't hide. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, man, so um... – my issue, um, actually, Mr. Harvey, you know, we kind of talked about it offline a little bit, but my issue, ironically, wasn't with uh, where LSU slid. I do believe, like you alluded to, that they will inevitably fall to Georgia, just kind of kicking open the door for a couple other teams to, to, to fall into potentially a playoff spot. My issue is with Clemson, Oregon, and especially Tennessee being ranked 10th. And my issue primarily with Tennessee being ranked 10th, not only did you lose, but you got blown the hell out. Plus you lose your starting quarterback. Okay? Now, people are going to call me biased, but Penn State's only two losses are to the number two and the number three team in the nation. I don't understand why. Now, again, this is going to be a little bit some SEC, you know, hate. But, I, again, the, the the way this committee loves to um, – I cannot put this in APG uh, – love on the SEC baffles me because at the end of the day, Tennessee is not the 10th best team. Um, case can be made Alabama 
you know, it's not the seventh best team, but it's Alabama. So they try. I feel as though they're trying to make a, a case for them to potentially stub their toe and back themselves into a playoff positioning if the stars were to align. Um, but I wanted to talk to the around the room, kind of see what you guys felt about it. Uh, Mr. Harvey, you're, 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 you're one of the guys I've taught college ball with the most, so I'll, I'll let you that lead off, man. With how this kind of shook out, how do you feel about it? Actually, I, I want to defer for just a second unless you guys take issue with this, and I, and, and, and I say that only because, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm going to agree with more than what you think here, but I kind of feel like for for Sports City, like this is this is a heavy crown to wear, uh, but but I feel like I kind of have to carry the banter, uh, the banner for the uh, for the SEC, and so uh, I know you got your your SEC hate right there, and I'm sure like Villain probably wants to pile onto that a little bit, so uh, I'd rather go ahead and like take it all and then respond to all of it. Sounds like a plan. Villain, talk to me now. Listen, there's no SEC hate from the villain. I mean, Tennessee's a better team than Penn State. Serious. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, let's be let's be for real. Let's be for real. Like Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes, right? Like they have they have better wins in my. You beat Alabama. That's a better win, right? It, it, off the rip, and and you know. Penn State, they have two losses against two good teams. If they won those games, it's a different story. But Tennessee, they've beaten beaten ranked opponents when they had them on their schedule. Florida's not that good, but they beat LSU, they beat Alabama, and they beat beat LSU at LSU, right, uh, Mike? So on the road and and blew them out. So um, they got quality wins. They deserve to be there. Um, You know, now they're not going to get – there's no way. There's no path for them into the um, into the the, the the conference or the conference championship or in the the, the big the big championship. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. I think LSU has a better shot to find their way in if they beat uh, a good Georgia team. Georgia is a lock. They can lose the championship game. They they still get in. Um, USC is a team that I'm going to watch because if they beat Notre Dame. They, they're a one-loss team. Michigan or Ohio State have to lose. If, if you know, if they win, they beat Notre Dame, I think they get in. Um, if Notre Dame wins, that stretches Ohio State's claim. So it's a, it's an interesting kind of mix, but, no, I mean, listen, it's going to shake out the way it probably needs to. TCU, I was hoping they would lose, didn't lose. Um, Michigan almost got the upset, but those teams are, you know, they, they win in their end. They're, they're, they're putting themselves right in position to get in. See, okay, hold on, hold on, Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you in a minute. See, I, I happen to disagree with that on a couple fronts. First and foremost, A, that Tennessee has better wins than, than Penn State. It's damn right laughable because at the end of the day, Penn State didn't get blown out and lose their starting quarterback in the process. Their two losses are to on the road at Michigan, and then they lost a close one, so to speak, at home to the number two ranked squad in the country. So that's two different questions, again, though. That's two different questions. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'll come to you in a second. So to 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 to, to say that. 
Tennessee has a better win-loss percentage, and it's laughable in the sense that you lose to LSU, okay, whatever the case may be, and then you lose to Georgia, okay? Like, I I I I I, I don't get it. Not to not not, not to see. Wait, who's this? Who lost to LSU? I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at the wrong schedule. LSU, be, uh, LSU lost to Florida, and then they lost to Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. But Tennessee, but, 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 Florida but, State, uh, not Florida. They lost to Florida State. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm watching the day. See what I'm saying? I'm, I start talking college football. I, 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 I get sidetracked. Yeah. Pause, Tennessee. Pause, pause. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee, they lost to Georgia, and then, and then they got blown out last week to South Carolina. Okay, that's yeah, blowout loss, loss right loss. there. Yeah, so you can't say that they have better on their resume when you get beat by a zillion points. And, you know, people are going to tell me, yo, the quarterback went down, the quarterback went down, the quarterback went down. That game was well over before the unfortunate injury, ACL injury to their starting quarterback. Mr. Harvey, you know what, impatiently, man, talk to me, man. This is your warehouse, man. Let's, let's, let's go to work. So, first of all, he didn't say win-loss percentage. What he said was Tennessee has better wins than Penn State. And they do because, once again, they beat Alabama and they beat LSU. Now, on Sunday morning, we have the Thomas Sunday morning brunch. Cheap plug at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Usually Thomas and I chop it up this past Sunday. TP wasn't available. So I did a uh, I did a little uh, – thing you can find it with our episodes uh breaking down this whole college football saturday a little bit uh the big winner from this past saturday like i said on sunday morning is usc because things are going to shake out but i will tell you this what the committee told you with these rankings today is if lsu wins out and they win the sec they're going to get in period i believe absolutely i believe that uh you know penn state has a chance to play really well this weekend against michigan state We'll see what Tennessee does without their quarterback. I mean, I understand it's Vanderbilt. I, the other stuff will shake itself out. This year, this year, there's not as much of a need for expansion. Every team has had the opportunity to grab that number four spot. And what we may end up finding out is who backs into it. Because right now, there's a couple teams that, you know, they can control their own destiny and can grab these spots. If TCU... UCL, U, sorry, TCU, USC, Ohio State, and Georgia went out. That's it. That's all. Those are our four, right? And all these other scenarios and all these other things that we're trying to spell out, uh, none of it matters, right? If USC were to go down, then as you said, that Notre Dame game looks a little bit better on the resume for Ohio State, maybe looks a little better for Clemson. Now, I'm going to give you an SEC bias. I believe today, right now, on a neutral field, I believe a two-loss Alabama team would run a one-loss Clemson team off the field. I believe that. Absolutely. I've watched both of these teams. I've watched both of these teams, and there's going to be a lot of people talk and push. Everybody's made a foregone conclusion that Alabama's gone, right? And everybody's saying that this is going to be Clemson if these other teams can't get in. Um, I believe that even though they're non-conference Schedules were very, very weak with the exception of Notre Dame and the uh, on Ohio State schedule. Michigan 
really kind of messed themselves up because they got out of a couple of bigger games that they could have had this year. And now this Illinois game that they almost did not win uh, definitely looks like a black eye on them. If Michigan does not beat Ohio State this weekend, they're not in, period. They have to beat Ohio State. Ohio State has a chance as an at-large with one loss to get in. Michigan does not. Uh, with, the, with that no conference schedule? I don't believe that. I don't believe that, Mike. Okay. I think it's a – But they played the sisters I think of four. No, no, I think it's a valid point, Mike, but I, I don't agree. I think a one-loss Michigan is a better is better than a two-loss Alabama or a one-loss – or actually a two-loss uh, USC. I think if they, if they lose to Ohio State, at Ohio State and they keep it close, I think they can push their way in. But that's only if USC loses. I think if USC wins, they would leapfrog Michigan in my eyes. But a one-loss Michigan is a better look than some of the two-loss wins, like a two-loss UCLA or what have you. So that's where well, I'm I, at. I, I, I get you. I get you. But I would bet right now. I'd give you two-to-one odds. I would bet you right now mm-hmm. if Alabama and Michigan were lining up on a neutral field, I'll give you two-to-one odds. I'll take Alabama. I would oh, too. I, mean, I, I would, too. But, too. but Alabama had a bad loss. It's a bad loss. But wait, they, it's a bad loss, can't... but look at this. They've got two losses by a combined four points. I mean, I mean they just they... look good. They, 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 had just... to come, they had to claw back in a lot of games to, to win. They've, they've lost oh. a lot of – they've won a lot of close games, and then they lost those two close games. Those are games that uh, Alabama in the past would have would have won. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, – no, Not, no, no, I get know, it. And you, need, you, and you need to be undefeated to get that benefit of the doubt. Nobody cares that Ohio State barely got by or that TCU barely got by because they're still undefeated. Nobody cares. But I'm just saying, like, you're right. Alabama could have easily lost two more. But at the end of the day, they're they should have lost some Ole Miss. They should have lost Ole Miss in my eyes. They they should have. But at the end of the day, they've lost the, they've lost two games by a total of four points. I, right. I I don't think they make I don't think they make the playoffs. Don't don't misunderstand me. Right. But what I'm saying is what I'm saying is if the goal is to get the best four teams on the field, like for the playoffs, I would take a two loss Alabama team over a one loss Clemson team and maybe a one loss Michigan team. But I I think I'll, but I'll be honest over with you. Though. Team. Yeah, me I'll too. Honest, I would take that, a one loss Michigan over TCU. But that TCU schedule looks better. If you look at the, the, the rankings on that schedule, that TCU schedule looks better. Their out-of-conference looks better, too. I, I think TCU mm. is going to have to go undefeated to get in. But if they, happen, so to, but if they happen to lose, like, on a fluke uh, in the conference championship game on something crazy, like, I, I wouldn't rule it out. But I, I think they're going to have to I can't. To get in. I I I can't rule it out, Mike. I I think you're. I think, I think at the end of the day, you're right. But I think TCU needs that conference championship to get in. I really do because they're, even though their resume might be comparable to anybody else's, it's still a one-loss Michigan or a one-loss Ohio State or a one-loss USC versus a one-loss TCU. I would still t- I would take those one-loss teams. If you're taking a non-conference winner out of, like, Ohio State and Michigan over TCU, I would take the, the Big Ten winner over TCU. 
Or I would, I would let's be USC clear. over that. Let's be clear about something when it comes to USC, though. Okay? And, and mm-hmm. now this is a recurring theme when it comes to several of these teams, to be quite honest with you. USC is mm-hmm. going to be explosive offensively. Uh, they have right. – and I, I believe that their quarterback may have just vaulted into the Heisman Trophy lead uh, with his yeah. outing this past weekend. Yeah, came at once. But yeah. This, yeah. Yeah, 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 but this team can't stop a nosebleed. Nope. I mean, listen, uh, as bad as Stanford is, Stanford put up 37 points on them. They can't stop anybody. And at the end of the day, they better really be able to score with them, and it's going to be a track meet. And, and, it, and I can submit multiple exhibits to you, A, B, C, D, E, F, of his time in Oklahoma when he went to the playoffs and thought they had a team that was ready to go and thought they were better defensively. Read all the hoopla leading up to the game against Joe Burrow and LSU. Read about how good they said they thought they were going to be. Right, right. so what what I'm saying is I think the USC, if they win out, will make it. But I don't – and I expect them to provide some highlights offensively. USC is not a national championship contender, even if they make the playoffs. Let's not get that confused. No, no, I don't see. I, 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 I don't see them beating Georgia. I don't see them beating Ohio State. I, I expect Ohio State to beat Michigan this weekend. I, I don't. I don't expect them to do, to do well. But at the end of the day, I do think that. So let me let, hold on. Let, let, let me back up. So if all things are created equal, so Michigan, Michigan will have one loss. So. Give me how you feel the top four is going to go out on Selection Sunday. Obviously, Georgia would be one. Michigan, Ohio State would be two. Give me three and four. I think I would have NCU and, and USC. I think it's – well, so I think it depends on what this weekend looks like as far as uh, USC, Notre Dame, and LSU, A&M. A&M's got talent, but nobody's blew them out all year, really. They've got talent. So – uh, mm-hmm. Let's see what happens this weekend. Like that's just that's kind of a trap game for LSU in a way because A and M has nothing to play for. Listen, they're trying to beat LSU because that's been their biggest rival in the conference. A lot of recruiting wars and that kind of thing. And A and M is trying with everything they have to finish five and seven. Okay, they don't want to go four and eight. So uh, it's their mm-hmm. Super Bowl this weekend. So uh, you know, but listen, if LSU somehow like blows them away and USC looks very unimpressive and wins like 48 to 45 again um, over Notre Dame, don't be, don't be surprised if LSU's four and USC's five. Um, it, but if USC wins handily, I think they jump to four. I mean, to be quite honest with you, the only set of rankings that matter are the ones that come out the following weekend. And so I, 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 mean, think, I, I, I think, mean that. No, just to follow up your question, I think it's it's Georgia, it's Ohio State, it's TCU, and then whatever you know, the weekend will show it up. It'll be some semblance of it'll be USC, LSU, it'll be USC, LSU, USC four or five. Yeah, but you thought USC was going to be number five today too, didn't you? Mm, uh, they should have. Yeah, kind of. I, 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 I did think LSU I, will go to six. If anywhere, like, like I said, yeah. the, the reason why I sparked it, the reason why I sparked the question in the thread was because of, of Tennessee. Like, you got boat race, plus you lose your starting quarterback, and you are ranked 10th, 
and your and, and your excuse is again because you beat Alabama and yep, and LSU. I, I, but at, I, I, at the I, end of the day, at the end I, of the day, what this does for Tennessee, at at the end of the day, what this does for Tennessee probably. And we'll see. It may, they may not with a backup quarterback. If they finish top twelve, which they probably will, in the, then they have a shot to maybe go to the Sugar Bowl and represent the SEC in the Sugar Bowl. That that that's a possibility. Uh, you know, as far as one of the, uh, you know, one of the other four major bowl games, which would be. I mean, and let's be honest, that would be a huge step for this program. As disappointed as the Tennessee people are right now, and, and they should be. They just got boat raced. But, listen, I said this uh, on Sunday, and let me tell you how bad this was. South Carolina put up 203 total yards against Missouri, and they put up about 220 yards total against Kentucky. They put up 640 yards this past weekend. Right. Right. So, I mean, uh, so, uh, listen, this was bad. But if you had asked Tennessee fans at the beginning of the year, hey, if you were going to be relevant for the majority of the season in the – college football playoff conversation and you're going to finish 10 and two with a very bright future still ahead of you. Uh, 99 ball fans out of a hundred would have taken that going into this season. I mean, I can't, I, I can't disagree with you, but at the end of the day, I still just can't, I, I, I can't look at what I saw on, on Saturday and, and, and say that, you know, they're a better team than Penn State, that they're a better team. Hell, I, I, I might, and this is a stretch, I might even put something like FHU or something above them. Like, at the end of the day, you got annihilated. Like, well, the, the, the stuff you just alluded to trying to prove my point, you gave up damn near 690, almost 700 yards of total offense you know what I'm saying, on top of the fact you lose your starting quarterback to an ACL and yet you are ranked above people because you They beat. won't be at the end of the year. I mean, I'm, again, they, I, I, I don't think they will, but, again, I'm arguing semantics because that's what I love to do, but at the end of the day, I think Penn State's the better team than Tennessee. Call the numbers, 929-477-2799. <laughs> I think Penn State will get a chance to prove it, maybe in the Citrus Bowl against an SEC team, LSU, Alabama, Tennessee. So we'll see. Yeah, Put them on the line. Let's go. Tennessee, Penn State. Give me Alabama. Give me, I want LSU, honestly. I mean, I, I, I want to know what you did here already. Give me LSU. Just, just, uh, just, listen, just you don't want to play with fire. You don't want to play with fire. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Give me LSU just – just for chicks and giggles, man. I, I, I may have to fly out to where you are just to watch that with you. Don't play with you right now. I'm, I'm in the mood, man. Uh, back to the past at hand. The NFL kind of took place and took center stage last week. We got some news and notes to get around to. One of the biggest things that I saw as I was preparing for tonight's show is the Los Angeles Rams did inevitably wave uh, Jarrell Henderson Jr., he was their leading rusher going for 270-some-odd yards all year. This has been a, literally a revolving door in the backfield. Um, he only logged about four to five snaps on Sunday, and McVay decided to let him go. Um, also, um, Daniel Jones looks like he's going to be the guy in New York. I'm going to talk to you about that in a minute. Everything that I'm reading right now, 
um, seems like they're going to give him the extension or pick up his fifth-year option and kind of see where it's at. Um, another story that I wanted to get to before we started, you know, popcorn and some other things is that the Cardinals fired their offensive line coach, pretty much citing the simple fact that their running production has been lethargic over the past couple of weeks. They averaged 1.2 yards a carry um, in their game on Monday night in Mexico versus the versus the San Francisco 49ers. You talking about that Sean guy? Is that who you talking about? Yeah. That the coach? No, no, no. That yeah. was because of an incident that happened Sunday night. Oh yeah. I don't know what it was. I, was, I don't know what it, I don't know what it was yet. Uh, because uh, if, if you really look into it a little bit more, there was an incident that happened Sunday night. They let him go on Monday and sent him home. He has been part of that guy's staff since the jump. There was some sort of incident of some kind that happened Sunday night. And the team said no. And, and it, yeah. it makes me think, in a city like Mexico City, I don't know, did he go out somewhere? Was he, you know what I mean? But, like, there was some sort of incident right, that right. happened Sunday night that caused him to be let go before this game ever kicked off. I don't even think he made it to Estadio Azteca on Monday night. Yeah, there, there was an incident in Mexico City. That's all they're saying. That's all they're saying, Sirius. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the article here, and it says something about his the offensive line production or whatever. I, I need to do some digging more into it, but I, I, I will yield to you guys about it, seeing as though you guys got more insight on it. But ultimately, he was let go. Okay, so it says offensive line coach, Mexico incident, then it starts talking about running, averaging one point some odd yards or whatever it be. So I'm going to yield to you guys about that. But ultimately, he was let go. Um, the mm-hmm. Odell Beckham – uh, tour is still ongoing. Um, yeah. All signs looked him. All signs looked him potentially signing with the Dallas Cowboys, which would be interesting to to, to bury the villain Jordan um, and everybody. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what goes on. Um, so, with that being said, um, I wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit and, and kind of kind of give the show a Thanksgiving type of feel. Uh, with, with Thanksgiving being on Thursday, and, you know, we'll probably talk tomorrow about the games on Thursday. But I wanted, I wanted to talk about uh, teams that, you know, you're looking forward to, to sitting down and indulging and watching, and then teams you're pushing back and walking away from. Um, and I wanted to start with the New York football Giants, unfortunately, villain. Um, this is a team that got off really, 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 really fast. They surprised a lot of people. Um, they kind of, I don't want to say came back to earth, if you will, but they laid a dud on, at home against the Detroit Lions on Sunday. So or, or, or are you sidling up to watch this team um, as the last six games of the season? Or are you, you know, kind of starting to temper your expectations and push that, push that plate back? Vaughn, it's your squad. I'll start with you first. Um, no, listen, it's my team. I'm always excited to watch my team. But the thing is that the Dable got a lot out of this team. And the fact is that Gettleman and company left this team not with a lot of talent, a lot of depth, right? But Wink Martindale and Dable got these guys playing hard, had them playing sound football, tackling, in position, all that good stuff. 
and they rode that out to a seven and two record, right? Last Sunday, the wheels came off. Injuries started to kind of pile up, and it got to the point where they had, you know, they always had no receivers. Um, even with Kenny Galladay on the field, he actually caught a couple passes. Congratulations, earned his paycheck. But once you started losing more talent, and the the the, the writing is on the wall. Eight men in the box, stop Saquon at all costs, force Daniel Jones to, to beat you with no receivers. Um, and it kind of it came back on them. So, And then on defense, when Adoree Jackson went down, their best corner, arguably a Pro Bowl corner this year, in my opinion, um, they just – you could see the, the secondary was good, but they were missing tackles. Guys were, like uh, St. Brown was, was running wild. It started to kind of get away from them. So I don't think the Giants have enough talent to – they could, I think they could still make a playoff run, but it's going to be really hard. And I don't know if they have enough talent to really to do a lot as much, as much as I thought they were going to do before. So it's it's tough. I mean, Daniel Jones turning the ball over, and I said it to you, right, slipping into his old habits. He can't, you know, when he's taking care of the ball, it's a lot easier, you know, for this team. You're forcing him to do a lot. And now he's forcing plays, and and he has to because he had to throw the ball over forty times uh, against the Lions. They can't win like that, so they have to run the football. They have to, and I don't know if they're going to be able to do it against the Cowboys this coming Thursday or in general. So it's going to be tough for this team, but um, right, I hope they can they can pull through. Right, right. So, uh, Mr. Harvey, I- I- I'll come to you next, man, with the New York Football oh, Giants, Giants, you know. All right. Yeah, you know, you know, um, are, are, are you buying them or are you kind of tempering your expectations based off what you saw uh, previously or what you saw on Sunday? So, uh, <laughs> there's always this uh, – it- Makes me laugh because uh, you've seen how many people talk about it. Like, there's always a uh, a difference. Uh, sometimes a group of people will see some stuff pop off, and they run or they go the other way. And then some people will hear something. Everybody goes towards it, and then when something happens and a, and a tragedy happens to a bunch of people, they wonder why? Why me? You know, and say, well. You're messing around where you shouldn't have. But even if you uh, even if it was uh, an accident or something happened that you uh, ran away from and you didn't get caught around, you still turned and looked. So I'm watching because the NFC is a bunch of very mediocre teams uh, past a few of them. Like San Francisco could be the most talented and best team in that conference, and they don't have a very pretty record. Uh, but that mm-hmm. West is still very much up for grabs. And I say that to look around the league and say, we know there are two teams that are going to finish higher than everybody in the East. And then there's one team that's going to come out of the North. And with all the other, and one team out of the South, with all the other mediocre records, everything else is for grabs. So anybody can make the playoffs. This Giants team has really maximized 
their talent. We've talked about good coaching all year. We've talked about that defense playing well. One other thing that I think kind of goes unnoticed, like the city of New York as a whole had a very, very good draft. We talked about the Jets draft back in the spring. We also mm-hmm. talked about the Giants. They did a really good mm-hmm. job, you know, putting talent right. on this roster and trying to maximize it. And if they go with Daniel Jones for another year to prove it, then this is a team that can continue to build more depth around him. Who knows? Maybe they get Beckham. They may not. Barry probably doesn't want him. I don't know if really wants him or not. But uh, you could use him. But, I mean, I think this team is going to, like, struggle to make the playoffs, but they got off to such a fast start that they could be in there. And because they play defense, listen, Saquon's got to be healthy. And Saquon's got to – I mean, they're going to win if he can carry them offensively, right? And Daniel Jones can make enough plays with their arm. That's when they're going to be at their best, as you just said. But, yeah, I think you have to watch them. If nothing else, I think they got a very good young head coach who's got a chance to be around for a while. they got an old Wiley defensive coordinator uh, who knows how to call defenses. you got – I mean, what can they make out of that trash heap at receiver? I don't know. Uh, Darius Slayton can still uh, Slayton can still catch some um, passes mm-hmm. and make some mm-hmm. plays for them. And listen, that guy can get open down the field, right? Like, if you could figure out some other stuff, like just had so many people get banged up. But I mean, smoke and mirrors or not, I like it's such a, uh, a narrow line in the NFL and. Because of what the NFC teams look like, anybody could be there for the most part. There are a few teams that, like, their chances are going to be uh, pretty much dashed this coming weekend, uh, New Orleans and a few others. But uh, anything, anybody else could be there uh, at, at the end. So, yes, you definitely watch. So you I got to double-click on me. that, serious, real quick. Real quick, serious. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I said it in a chat with you guys. I, I said it to serious. I want to say it again. Joe Shane should get a lot of credit, for, like Mike said, for what he did in the draft. I gave him hell for drafting Wendell Robinson. I was wrong. That kid can play, and they needed that kid. And losing him was a, is a big loss. I think Slayton keeping him was a mistake. Now that is proven to be a big – he is the most important receiver on this team. I was wrong about that as well. I'll go even further. Daniel Jones, I franchise him next year, and I franchise him the year afterwards because I give him two years or three years with Dable and Kafka in this, in this offense, get him a little receiver help. I think he can perform. I would keep him. I'd franchise him. I wouldn't sign him to a long-term deal because he doesn't deserve that kind of that Prescott kind of money, but I franchise him and, and, and run it back. It's hard to find a quarterback in this league. And if you got a guy, if you got a guy that's smart enough that can continue to learn and grow within the system and get a little bit better every year with his reads and his progressions and knowing where guys are and building rapport with guys, and you got a guy with the right age and it allows you to see further into the future, then sometimes you got to decide it's worth that risk. Right, and, and yeah. like you said, you got a couple. How many, how many teams right now, serious, would take Daniel Jones? How many teams would take him right now? Uh, one, two, three, four. I'm not five. taking. Him. I'm not taking him. Name the teams. I I think 
these teams like so. I mean, the Houston, the Houston, the Houston Texans, the yep. let me scroll the the New York Jets, um, possibly the Carolina the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Um, I actually I actually picked the Saints. Um, I would, and we we we, we, we can go back and forth from that if if, if, if you like. Um, <laughs> But I mean, that's uh, and the Indianapolis Colts. That's that's five. Yep. I and I would go further, yeah. probably saying maybe the Titans. You know, because I I just don't believe in 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 Tannehill right now. The Patriots. That's that's six, seven maybe. Maybe the Patriots. I don't know. Maybe I don't the know Steelers. I uh, take this. I take it this year from the Steelers. You you're right. Like if I could have got Daniel now. Jones instead, like no no no, but hold on. If I could have got Daniel Jones instead of Mitchell Trubisky to be my bridge you would guy, take I would that. Done, I would have. You done would that. take that. And period. I think that's how, and I think that's how you have to think about it, right? Like, well, see that. Now, here's, here's, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Mitchell Trubisky was the bridge because at the end of the day, right. when, when, when we drafted Kenny Pickett. The, the writing was on the wall for how long Mitch Trubisky was going to play anyway. Right. Going out and sounding like a Daniel Jones or, or a Jimmy Garoppolo or Marcus Mariota and all these other quarterbacks that were, mm-hmm. you know, free agents last year that we, that we were looking at potentially bringing in, what, I, I, I mm-hmm. don't think they would have dealt with what we'd like to deal with. Getting uh, Mitch Trubisky wasn't great. I understand, but listen to what I'm saying. Couple things. A, we act like it's unheard of for a guy to wait a whole year anymore, and I know people haven't done right. it. But we act, but we act like that's the worst thing for a quarterback's development, and and that's quite honestly just not true. Um, <clears throat> there are guys that could use the time because those windows are different, those systems are different, and they could use the time to really learn and grow in the system. Otherwise, yeah, it is some on the job training. But secondly, I. I understand why Trubisky was the answer. <clears throat> I'm just saying to me, if you take away the money <clears throat> aspect and the age of it and the production of it, and you, you just look at like player for player, what they do on the field, I would have rather had Daniel Jones as my bridge. Now, maybe that bridge is a little bit longer. Maybe it's not as good. Maybe it's Rocky. Who knows? I, I'm just saying if it was just player for player, I would have rather had Daniel Jones and Mitch Trubisky. When we were just talking about which, like, what team would prefer Daniel Jones? I'd take Jones over Trubisky. I mean, Jones over Trubisky on 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 the space talent wise. I get. I guess I kind of get it. To me, they're one and the same guy. Um, I just think that Daniel Jones right now is, is outplaying Mitch Trubisky. So. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's looking tremendously different, but I, I think that again, we walked that here and and, and watched so Daniel Jones throw throw up on himself. But I mean, so, I'm again, once again, I'm arguing semantics. <laughs> so let me answer one yeah. quick follow up question. Let me answer one fil- quick follow up question to both of you. So they both had mm-hmm. their ups and downs. So who's had the lower lows? Mitch Trubisky with Chicago or Daniel Jones with the uh, with the Giants? If you if you take the good and the bad and you just take player for player, is there one that you would much prefer over the other? Take away the age, take away anything else, just like player for player. Who would you take? I just think I would answer. go Mr. Bisky. 
I think I'm going to go okay. Mitch Trubisky. I, I because, think that's, come on, that's I mean, not fair. That's not fair. How do you figure? I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Daniel Trubisky Jones is smart enough to go to do. Daniel, Daniel, yeah, I mean, so Mitch, Daniel, Mitch, was, Mitch took a team to the playoffs, but that wasn't – he didn't lead them to the playoffs. Right? Daniel Jones is smart enough so, to go to Duke. He also, played for the, <laughs> he also played for the quarterback coach at Coach Manning's too. Like, he, he, like, he is a, a very, like, even headier guy. Trubisky, not as much experience and time as a position. Not as uh, – like, he's, he's really, you know, developed and become better. But – I don't know. They, I feel like Daniel Jones thinks football on a different level, and I and I think like I don't know that I don't know for sure that he can show it on the field and 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 get to another level. Maybe he can, but I think we've seen the best of Trubisky. I don't know if we know that about Jones yet. I think they're one and the same guy, just different color uniform. To be honest with you. You know, but we'll see what happens with it. I mean, I I, I do think to, to 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 Villain's point, I do think they 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 tag him and he, he's their quarterback uh, next year. I I won't be surprised if they drafted, you know, somebody in the, in the later rounds. But I, it wouldn't shock me if, if that was their guy uh, going forward. Caller number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Here with Four City Chefs. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give that same kind of concept. Um, to 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 an AFC team, and I'm talking about the New England Patriots here. Um, this is the team that has scrapped and clawed and won ugly, but found a way to to be six of four and currently in the sixth seed of the AFC playoff picture. Are are, are you buying them, or you know, is that a dish that you want to eat, or is that just like you know Brussels sprouts and vegetables, and you want to push that away and go get you some something else, man? Um, Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you first talking about the, the New England Patriots here. So, I already told you that I'm watching train wreck teams to see, like, who in, emerges with the less damage uh, with, the AFC, with the NFC race. <clears throat> so, I'm probably going to see enough of New England by default because I want to see what kind of number is this Miami uh, offense can put up, and I want to see, uh, you know, how Josh Allen looks as he continues to progress, and does that arm get any better or not, uh, and you know how he holds up. So I can get a look at how that's going to look in the postseason, and so, and then of course you got to see how the, I mean they're done with the Jets, so I don't have, I don't have to see that anymore. So I'm going to hmm. see enough of them by de- I'm going to see enough of them by default, and because I have some family ties. I have to keep an eye on the Titans a little bit. And I've also got my own uh, very uh, <clears throat> very piss-poor football team uh, to watch on uh, Sundays uh, for the rest of this year. That still has a lot of talent on it. but So I, I'm not going to be, like, intentionally watching uh, the New England Patriots, though I expect to see them make some defensive plays and some, and some good stuff happen for them. But they're another ugly offensive team. And I'd rather watch Pat Mahomes continue to uh, show you why he's the best quarterback in the league every week and show you why it wasn't Tariq Hill, but Travis Kelsey that they needed to keep on that offense and watch him build rapport with other receivers and watch that (laughs) offense continue to hum. I'll watch that. I want to see if Joe Burrow does his thing. And so I might see them by, uh, by default, but I'm pushing that plate away and finding other things to, uh, 
to uh, dig into. So, Dylan, I, I, I'll come to you, man. New England Patriots, man. That that, that that's kind of out in your area, so to speak, man. Um, talk to me about them. Listen, I, the villain likes Brussels sprouts. Okay, I don't I don't know about you guys. I love Brussels sprouts. The little you know honey, balsamic, little bacon in there. So you know I love Brussels sprouts. I don't know what's what's wrong with you guys. Listen, um, it's. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird question because I think they're going to be there. I think with Belichick, with, he can coach he – can, he can stop any offense if you give him a week, right? I think he can always game plan against a, an offense. Um, I think they're going to be there. Are they watchable? No. Um, offensively, they look like a loss, like putrid. But defensively, they can, they can take away a lot of – things that you want to do well and force you to do things that you can't do well to beat them. Um, so they, they're going to be there. What do you say, Mike? I was just going to say, you want to find any source of entertainment, find out if they can make Kirk Cousins continue to look like himself on Thursday night. Like, that's what you're going to have to look for. Can, they, can you watch? Exactly. Prime time. You exactly. look for Belichick to make, In prime time. to make teams blow up. That's what Belichick does. Can he rattle them enough to see them like, come unraveled. Exactly. Uh, you know, we're on the Thursday. We're on the Thursday. So, I mean, you know, he's, it's just as boring. We're on the Thursday. You know, it's just as boring as that. They win. They're 6-4. and four. Like, you can't get away from these guys. So, um, they're not watchable. They're not fun to watch. But New England fans love it. Um, they love Belichick. They love that whole persona. They're going to they're gonna be there. They're going to be annoying till the end. So you know what? I hope they are. I hope they are. Can I tell you why? I, I don't. I don't want them to. I don't want them to win, but it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see them go at least one round further or as deep as uh, Tom Brady does in the playoffs. Just so all these trolls can stop going. See, Belichick wasn't anything without Brady. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I'm not. I don't love Belichick, and I'm not really like down with the Patriots like that at all. But at the same time, like. Real recognized real, right? Like, they took them both. This, it's the disrespect of that statement is so annoying for these young kids and all these people that don't know a damn thing about football. Every coach needs a quarterback. Every quarterback needs right. a coach to win in this league. Right. Like, I said it to other people, like, what would Steve, you know, what would Joe Montana be without Walsh? You know what I mean? What would Chuck Noll be without Bradshaw? Like, what would Lombardi be without Star? Like, what are we talking about? Landry and Staubach. Like, you need a great quarterback to win in this league. You can win your one Super Bowl with Joe Flacco, but how many multiple Super Bowls are you going to get with Flacco? Not very many. This guy's looking for a starting job. Like, you need a great quarterback. And, like, Belichick is a great – to me – I'm always going to say Lombardi is the greatest coach ever, but I understand that Belichick is right there and can probably, in some arguments, leapfrog him, not only for what he's done in New England, but we're talking about one of the great defensive coaches that I saw in New York with the Giants when I was a young kid watching them in Super Bowl 25 shut down one of the most high-powered offenses we had ever seen at that point in the Buffalo Bills. Like, you got to respect this guy. And he spun Nick Saban off his staff. Exactly. Oh, like, like everybody was right, 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 right. oh, look, look at his record in Cleveland. Look at what he did. In he took that Cleveland team. If they hadn't left town, that team was a Super Bowl team. That team he spun into 
was is is the Baltimore Ravens. It, it is. On yeah. that name. It, it, it is, and and, and the, the the defensive coordinator for that team was Nick Saban, who then later goes to Michigan State and later goes to LSU. And let's be honest, like just like you say, uh, it, it, and they both come off the same staff, right? But just like you say, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Belichick, you can understand the argument over Lombardi. You can say the same thing when it comes to Nick Saban. And who's the other guy? I mean, Bear Bryant down south, right? Yeah, with, with how many ti- with with how many titles he was able to win? And mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest with the the less Miles title at LSU is because of Saban. If he stays there, he he probably wins more than he did at Alabama. Because he wouldn't have had to rebuild LSU. It was already at that level when he left and went to the NFL for two years. Right. So, but, but what I'm saying is, arguably, in today's modern day, the best two coaches uh, in, in college and pro came off of one staff. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's wild when you stop and think about it. But for, for, for me, gentlemen, to... To, to bring it back, bring it back home a little bit. Um, I'm pushing them back. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm, I'm not really buying the New England Patriots for a plethora of reasons, but they are extremely discombobulated on the offense side of the ball. Um, you don't really have legitimate go-getter dog type of weapons on the outside. Um, Matt Jones is really, really helter-skelter, sort of speak. You really cannot consistently count on him to, to, to do anything for you. You have a two-headed monster in the backfield, and Damian Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson, which drives the football players crazy because you really can't, you know, pencil any one of them in to get the significant work that you need to be successful. Um but, but I mean, but, but, but ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I just do not foresee the New England Patriots doing too much of anything um, in, in the playoffs, um, you know, barring them getting there. We still got a, a lot of football left to play, and the New England Patriots have uh, quite an interesting next couple games coming up on their schedule. Uh, starting with this upcoming Thursday night game. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, on tomorrow's episode versus the Minnesota Vikings. Um, but they got the Vikings, the Bills, the Cardinals, the uh, Raiders, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and the Bills. So we're going to learn a lot about the New England Patriots these next six games as they play some of the juggernauts. Um, and, and, they're better than the games they're supposed to. <laughs> But my question is this. They have, quote-unquote, two games, if you will, that they're supposed to win versus the Arizona Cardinals and the and the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't foresee them playing too well against the Minnesota Vikings. I don't see them beating the Buffalo Bills. I don't see them beating the Cincinnati Bengals. I sure as hell don't see them beating the Dolphins or the Bills again. <clears throat> so when it's all I... said and done, we'll see. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, they got six now, right? So you got the two that they were supposed to win. Listen, Kirk Cousins could be running scared. We'll see this this coming Thursday night. But but you look between that, 
Should they split with the Bills? They can have a bad weather day and be able to run the ball at them. They did it last year. Uh, it, it's possible that they could win one, if not two of those three division games. But even if you get one of them, that gets you to nine wins. <clears throat> and then uh, Cincinnati's possible. I mean, this team could win 10 games. This team could go 9, 8, 10, and 7, about where we expected them to be. And it'll just depend on how the tiebreakers fall as to whether or not they end up in the playoffs. And if they are, look out for the matchup because he's going to have a game plan. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, Bill Belichick is one of the best to to ever draw because I know he's on the board, you know. But I digress, man. Call the numbers 929-477-2759. Villain, I'm gonna come right back to you, man. You wanted to talk New York Jets and Zach Wilson. Um, speaking of the New England Patriots, man, um, give me a dish on it, man. Tell me how you feel about Zach Wilson. There's been a lot uh, surrounding this guy about not taking responsibility for what took place in the stadium on, on, on Sunday versus the Patriots. Um, give me a position on him, my man. I mean, I'm I'm home watching the Giants game, and, you know, my dad calls me, so we're on the phone watching the game together. That's how we watch football. Um, and I'm like, you watching this Jets game? And he's, it's like, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. They average in the second half 2.7 inches per play. Not yards. Inches. Inches. All right, that was a disgraceful performance, and for your quarterback after the game to get asked a simple question, "Do you think you let your defense down?" That's a layup question, and he said no. That's a it, like I've I've seen everybody talking about it. That's a boy not being a man. Blah blah blah. Listen, I I you know ran a staff at my previous job, had people working for me. When, when the, one of the things I learned in manager class, when they teach you how to be a manager, you have to go through a training program. When, we, when, the, when you, your group or whatever does well, it's we. When your group does, does poorly or doesn't hit numbers, it's I. That's, that's what you get learned in, in the, the real world. For football, it's the same thing. All you had to say is, I need to play better. That's all you had to say. But your arrogance and your cockiness and your, your fear to be a civility and to not act like a child but to act like an adult, you wanted to say no. Now you got to go in that locker room. And I know Robert Sala didn't take too kindly because what, before he said no, he said, I have no question, he's my court, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day we're evaluating the situation. And he was two hours late to his press conference yesterday, which means he was meeting with everybody in the organization about to make a decision. And my decision, if I was the coach, if I was Robert Sala, I'm benching him. I'm benching him. Not because he said no at the podium, but because guess what? When you've been out there, you've stunk four touchdowns and five interceptions. This guy is terrible right now. He's not playing good football. You, you're you're a six and four team in spite of the fact that your quarterback is trash right now, playing like trash. You, if you want to mm-hmm. save your season and save your job, because Tyler's job is not guaranteed. Serious, he could be gone this this coming uh, the end of the season. He had a bad season last year, and you start you know 
what were they, um, five and two or six, whatever, and you don't miss the playoffs, yeah. he could be gone. He could be gone. So I'm getting Mike, Mike, Matt White, or I'm getting Joe Flacco up and saying, out of you two, which one of you wants it? Which one are you going to take me to the playoffs? Just save my job. And then I'll figure it out with, with Zach Wilson next year. Two things. This kid is playing like trash. He needs to be benched until he figures it out. And guess what? You you thought that you had it right, that, that second draft pick of, of that season, and you picked Zach Wilson, you should have got Justin Fields. How do you feel now? Yeah, that's another thing. I'm – I am I I am shocked they didn't go get Justin Fields. That blew my mind. And everybody that knew they were going to take Wilson. Everybody knew it. Everybody knew that he was the guy that everybody knew the Jets were going to take that kid. But something about him made me think like, is he? He's a good quarterback, but is he good enough for New York? He didn't look like a New York quarterback. He just didn't look like it. And you can see he doesn't have the makeup. He was protected. He was coddled at BYU. And you can't you, – it's hard in New York. It's hard. Ask Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones had a, had a crappy game. He said, I got to do better. I can't make those throws. I can't throw those interceptions. He said it after the Lions game. Then you go see Zach Wilson after the game. He's talking about, nope, nope. Like, it's just a different animal, man. It, it, Eli Manning. When Eli Manning won every game, he was he was accountable. He was there, and and it was so funny, serious. And then I'm going to get off it. I listen to the fan every Monday after a game, after a Giants game, right? When Eli Manning was the quarterback, and you could he would have a a, a, a segment with Mike Francesa about five o'clock, and you I swear to God you wouldn't get anything from him. He would say the same thing. It was like we were winning saying the same thing. I got to do better. You know, I, you know, we, we could do some things we're, you know, we're just heading in the right direction, blah, blah, blah. But we, we, when we lost, I got to do better. I can't make that decision. It was the most boring 20 plus 30 minutes of radio you could listen to, but you never got, he never was too high. He was never too low. He always took accountability. He was there answering the tough questions from Mike. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Now you got this kid. You got to lay up, and you say no. If, if I'm a defensive player, and serious, you played the game. I don't want to play with a yeah. dude like this, some 22 year old punk that can't yeah. even in in front of the media take accountability and take it upon himself. Aaron Rodgers had a bad game. He had a bad game the week before. I got to do better. I got to do better. This kid, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Here's the funny thing. I echo everything you said times 20. Um, my mm. issue with the situation at hand is you can't look at that particular game and you call mm-hmm. yourself an NFL player. You can't look at what just fired and not feel some type of way about it. Like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. You moved literally, what was it, two inches or two feet per drive? Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't move the football. You had 103 total yards of offense in an NFL game. Like, 
are you flipping kidding me? Like, that's the fact that you lost the way you lost. And, again, here's why I'm going to come to his aid for, for, for a second. Because when you lose in the manner in which they did, and then you got reporters shoving microphones in your face trying to, you know, talk about how you feel and this, that, and the third, like, I get it. I've been there. I've done it. It is what it is. But at the end of the day, you are sitting there, you're on the field, you're watching that, you're looking at the the the, 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 the iPad and, and you're seeing the skill shots and you're talking to your offensive coordinator and your offensive line coach and your receiver. Like, you're talking to all these people and they're trying to give you the game plan and trying to put you in positions to be successful and you don't get it done. Like, again, that is, this, this, is the, this is the first bad game Zach Wilson has had. For goodness sakes, the brother went to BYU. He wasn't throwing darts all over the field. Like, at the end of the day, they, he has had bad games before. I don't understand why he decided to answer the question in the manner in which it did. And essentially, it kind of, you know, put a, a, a knife through the team, like, we all mm-hmm. this, this this defense fought. This defense clawed. This defense did everything that it had to do to put the New York Football Jets in position to win the ball game, and the offense literally laid an egg. Mister Harvey, you've been very quiet back there, man. Give me your position on, on this Zach Wilson situation in, in New York. <clears throat> it- there are very few positions in any sport that you can like not take accountability and it, and it matter. Like, but this like quarterback, no, that because so many other things have to happen. So many other things, people have to play for you, and just because of the way that you know, the whole dynamic works and you carry that team. You can you can misspeak and be a little selfish sometimes as a receiver or a DB or they ain't throwing me a ball, nobody ever pick on me. I can't help what other people are doing on the other side of the field. Like, and, and you can kind of, like, uh, explain that away, saying, well, it's an individual position, this kind of thing. But when it comes to the quarterback position, uh, you have to take some accountability. Uh, and it, I'm just so I'm, I'm I'm so confused by Zach Wilson. His numbers have just been uh, very very pedestrian, um, even worse than what we've had in in New Orleans for sure. Um, they just uh, won one. Uh, it's just the way that it's falling. That defense is good, but and, and they've been healthier in general uh, until the Hall went down. Uh, but you know he looked like a professional quarterback against the Steelers earlier in the year. No, they didn't have a lot, but, uh, and so you, you, you could see kind of flashes and you knew he's sort of a raw project, but I mean, when I see this, I'm like, okay, I, my first thought is he's going to have the same kind of ending or this, you know, I've seen this movie before and the credits look a lot like uh, Sam Darno's picture. I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, this this New York Jets team, I think it has talent on it. 
I just don't believe Absolutely. that they are a best friend with Zach Wilson currently. And again, back to Dylan's point, you know, Sala, you know, didn't really commit, you know, to who's going to throw out there on Sunday. You know, you got receivers, you know, frustrated and, uh, you know, unloading, you know, Garrett Wilson, you know, talked about his frustration. You got Denzel Mims talking about how he had zero to no chemistry. Uh, with Zach Wilson, and the thing is, you know, early on when Zach Wilson was working himself back from injury, this offense was humming with Joe Flacco under center. So it would not really shock me what one bit if you know come Sunday, you know, Joe Flacco's back out there and this New York Jets team starts to to, to make moves and starts to hum a little bit. I mean, at the end of the day, they got the Chicago Bears. Um, a team that doesn't play any type of defense and that has traded away any type of defensive asset. Um, so if there was ever a, a defense that you quote-unquote want to get right with, now keep in mind, I said that exact same thing talking to a buddy of mine about last week against <laughs> the, the Detroit Lions, you know, and you got the you know, Giants who couldn't do the damn thing. But we're talking about the New York Jets there. So I, I I do think the New York Jets find a way to get themselves offensively moving in the right direction. Now, when, when they win the ball game, we'll see it. I think a lot of that has to be, you know, predicated upon what happens with Justin Fields and his injury. But I digress. Right, right. Um, yeah, but yeah, serious, yeah, you know what? We'll see what yeah. I, I got to double click on it real quick. You're right. Garrett Wilson came out and said the right things. He said what, what Zach Wilson should have said. It was unacceptable. We got to do better. We got to move the ball. We didn't have enough yards and blah, blah, blah. He said everything right. He was in passion, and, and he, he, he said what, Garrett, what, what Zach Wilson should have said. Garrett isn't the only one that has a problem with them. You, you're right. Many right. was saying he had no chemistry with them. Elijah Moore I was killing him this year. He wanted to get traded from a team that was winning games. I called him selfish. Now you can see, mm-hmm. no, I think it's that offense and that defense against Zach Wilson. They don't believe in him. They don't like him. They don't want him to be their quarterback. It's clear. Right. That's why he wanted to get traded. He didn't want to get traded from a good team. He wanted to get traded away from a quarterback that he doesn't believe in. That's the problem. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I honestly believe that 100%. Um, and, again, the, the writing is all already on the wall with it. Again, when Zach Wilson wasn't in there, that offense was humming and moving and grooving. You didn't hear about, you know, Denzel Mims wanting to get traded. You didn't hear about Elijah Moore wanting to be out because everybody was eating, everybody was moving the ball, everybody was helping move this thing forward. And then that defense was able to support that and come behind that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Zach Wilson is who he is. You know, he was drafted where he was drafted, um, and Joe Flacco is, is the backup. But, again, keeping it a whole buck with you, I would be oddly surprised if come Sunday Joe Flacco isn't the starting quarterback uh, of the New York football Jets for, for that game against Chicago. Um Call the number nine three nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Man, it, it, it's been a fun show. The show has kind of flown by, but I wanted to kind of give each of you gentlemen an opportunity to talk about something, you know, to throw something out there before we shut it down 
uh, this evening. Mr. Harvey, I'll come to you first, sir. So there are teams that I have definitely been wrong on in the league this year. Uh, You know, I was wrong on my Saints uh, for sure. Uh, A lot of us are wrong on Geno Smith. Uh, Can Seattle uh, find a way to compete? I don't know. I mentioned earlier, it's fun watching Pat Mahomes take another uh, step and develop rapport with other guys. I mean, clearly Tariq Hill is a legit star. And you're seeing like him and Waddle are putting up record-breaking numbers, at least for a first half, in Miami, right? But at the same time, like his chemistry and rapport with, with Travis Kelsey is continuing to uh, be there, and I think that's the indisposable piece that that, that offense had to have. And if you were going to go one way or the other, you see why they went the uh, direction that they did. So, uh, what can this team be? I told everybody I was bullish on this team going into the season. I thought that you have to knock them off. They were the kingpins of that division until you knock them off, and they're there. Uh, and so that's the team that uh, I'm looking at. That I'm glad to see. I'm still curious to see what what Cincinnati could do trying to salvage things with uh, some guys banged up. And then I was wrong on the Tennessee Titans, man. Listen, we don't know about quarterback play. We know that they go as Derrick Henry goes. But watching them even a couple weeks ago against Kansas City, uh, that defense appears to be way more legit than I initially uh, believed. So uh, I, I don't think that this is a team that's a Super Bowl contender, but when you have a guy like Derrick Henry on that other sideline, uh, if you make any plays down the field at all, because, listen, they got a dumpster fire at their wide receiver position as well. Um, right. But, but if, you, if, you, if you look at that, this is a team, though, that on the wrong day could, could beat anybody. I, I mean, knock off a Super Bowl favorite or whatever, beat them handily. If Derrick Henry, you know, is going crazy and you can't bring him down and stop him. I just don't think they can put string together wins to – you know, be a Super Bowl contender, but they could ruin somebody's day. It's somebody really good day, too. Right, right, right. And, and, and it's funny you mentioned Tennessee Titans, man. I wanted to put them in the, you know, push away dish or, you know, bring close to your <laughs> Thanksgiving dish. But, but but for me, I they are so one-dimensional that it bothers me. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, like, you can't trust Tannehill as far as you can throw him. Now, Traylon Burks, the rookie, has, has started to kind of solidify himself as that wide receiver one for four of them out there. But, again, Ryan Tannehill is your your, your trigger man. And, you know, for, for me to really want to hitch my wagon to a squad, I look at the trigger man ultimately, and I, I can't trust Tannehill. But uh, as you currently uh, sit here, as, as you currently see here, they're the third place team in, in the AFC, so it is what it is. Go ahead, homie. No, I'm just thinking it's like taking a knife to a gunfight with some of these quarterbacks in the league when you go with uh, with Ryan Tannehill, because he ain't really rubber band man. He ain't got he ain't strapped on both sides, you know, ready to go. So right. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 well, give him credit. He man. doesn't. He doesn't win you a lot of games. He doesn't lose you a lot of games either. I mean, he had a horrible. What I think it was the playoff game. He threw four picks. I think that was probably his worst game. But 
I I feel you. He doesn't move me, but you got it. The Tennessee Titans are a team that's not going to go away. They're not because they got King Henry, they got a good head coach, and they got a solid defense. He does have a strong arm, though. Like, so if a guy gets open or whatever, he does have a strong arm. He can make the throws. Right. They may not always go where he wants them to, uh, but he can make the throws. And it's really scary if you go go, really go look at it because, and I know a lot of it uh, could be in spite of him, too. But, like, his, the number of wins that he has over the last few years as a starting quarterback, it puts him in a pretty elite company in the, in the, uh, in, in, in the NFL right now. I mean, I get it. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I, I, I look at stuff like quarterback wins and losses, and I, I look at it like this. Were you driving the bus or were you just riding the bus? And a lot of those wins, oh, no, he, you know, you were He's just to, making sure it don't run off the road. Exactly. <laughs> like, he was, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not Maybe, hard. Yeah, to put some gas like, in that mug. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but, yeah, I mean, he, 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 I have seen him make throws. I have seen him uh, make the necessary plays to, 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 to win a game or to get a team over the hump, but. He and Jimmy Garoppolo are kind of one of the same for me. Like, you know, but Jimmy wins, though. No, Jimmy's a, a, a class participant, you know, and on the project that just so happens to get an A+. Plus. You just, your name is just on the paper. You know what I'm saying? But, Mr. Look, uh, look that's a dangerous team, Sirius. That's a dangerous Listen, 49er team. They really are when you look at those weapons. But listen, Derek Henry drives the bus. Uh, Tannehill is—he's the Tannehill transportation tip. So he does like any and everything that needs to be done to keep it. Like he doesn't let it run off the road. He'll polish it. He'll—you know what I'm saying? Like he'll do everything uh, that to make it look like he's, uh, you know, an integral part. Yet uh, he's not the mm-hmm. one like really pulling everything. Definitely the not. The Tannehill definitely transportation not, tip. Definitely not. Vaughn, I'll come to you, man, before we get out of here, man. Anything that you want to talk about, you want to hear before we shut it down uh, for the, 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 this year, this week? Season? I mean, I, I, I apologize to, to Joe Shane uh, for his draft year? pick. Wow. And, and I, I, you know, I was wrong. And the villain is going to go against everything I've said because that's what a villain does. Villain can't be trusted. Odell Beckham Jr., come home. Just come home. <laughs> we need you. And if you go to Dallas, I will hate your guts for the rest of your life, just like I hate LeBron's guts. Oh, I respect the hell out of LeBron. I respect the hell out of LeBron, but I hate his guts. And if, if Odell Beckham has – he said it's between two teams, New York and Dallas. And if you pick Dallas when you know the other team is New York, you will never be allowed in New York City again. We will never allow you in this town. We will revoke you. You'll never be allowed in here. We'll never I, – I, my daughter still wears her, her, her jersey. I, I'll never put it on her again. Never. Never. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, if if that happens, I'm if I'm in a meeting, I'm stepping out of the meeting. If I'm in a church service, I'm stepping (laughs) off the drums. 
I could be almost. I'm, 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 I'm calling you immediately. I'm not even. You're playing. telling me doing, doing a song, doing, doing like uh, you know, like you know, what I don't know, Jesus on the main line. You beating the drums, you'll stop mid song, and you'll come to the bottom. Mid- you would do that. I will stop. I will stop mid song, and pick up my phone, and be like, "Yo, villain." You can, can you imagine? I can't complain, brother. When you need, I can't complain, <laughs> and then you stop. You know, yeah, I, I can't, I can't. You would, you would do that too. You would do that. But listen, um, uh, you know, you have I, just, I hope he's crazy. healthy. I hope he's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. he he he's done a lot. His value, obviously, but to really to to pick up where he left off in New York, where he was a pariah in New York. And to be, you know, where he was in L.A., a, a good teammate. He's never had complaints about being a good teammate, but, you know, he had a good uh, Super Bowl before he got hurt. He's a hot commodity. But I want him to play, but I want him to be healthy. I want him I, – I, I hope he's healthy. Um, See, but if he is, get out there and play, and, and, and I hope he can help the team. And I hope it's the Giants. Over, the, over Dallas. I'd rather be in New York. I, I – got. Here's my issue with the, here's my issue with Odell. We'll get out of here on that. I believe he mm. wants to go for play with a team that has a chance to compete and win a championship. Okay. Now, mm. sure. I don't think that the New York Football Giants are, are that team. I think if he's able to go pair up with the other team that he 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 may have mentioned. Um, I think they have a better shot. Still, honestly, believe that all signs look from Buffalo. I, 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 mm. I just think that Buffalo is 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 where he ultimately ends up. I mean, I, I mean, possibly Kansas City is a dark horse. I was in I was in the barbershop yesterday and I was talking with a Giants fan about it, and he, you know said that he, he, he's like, like, like you. He, he wants him to come back to New York. And I, I just can't I can't foresee him putting his body through what his body has to go through to come back to be a wide receiver one when he is clearly not that. You right. know, I mean, but we will see what happens with it, man. But Mr. Harvey, man, it's a pleasure to talk with you, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and a close out and shut it down this evening. Serious, we talked last weekend, so let me go ahead and get my one thing about the uh, black and gold out the way. Uh, listen, Dalton was 21 and 25, where was that in prime time of when we needed it? But the Saints also had Taysom Hill produce in the rushing game, and the Saints offense goes as he goes. If you shut him down and he doesn't do anything uh, offensively, you're not going to. This team's 4 and 7. They go into San Francisco this week to play in the Bay Area. And listen, San Francisco is uh, – this may be the best team in the NFC. Uh, you know, they might have four losses, whatever they got. Records are not pretty right now. But all the weapons on this team, you got two legit, really good running backs in McCaffrey and Mitchell, Eminem's at the running back position. And then you got – you know, you look at Devo and you look at Ayuk and you look at Kittle. I mean, you've got so many weapons on this team that they're still trying to figure out how to use. Um, this is a uh, this is a very good football team. If Garoppolo can make enough plays for them, because once again, this isn't your star 
quarterback. This is a guy kind of uh, just kind of, you know, directing traffic. And, and if he does enough, uh, this team can really uh, – and if McCaffrey can be healthy for them down the stretch, uh, this team could be a problem against anybody. Um, so check out the barbershop on Clubhouse, man, uh, right around that 15,000 mark, getting right there. Uh, rooms all week long, man, like in the evenings and uh, throughout live sports, man. Check out uh, PHI Apparel. I'll let Barry tell you about the website. But check out PHI Apparel, man. Like we got uh, – <laughs> 15% off if you use chefs at uh, checkout to, uh, you know, represent Philly. Uh, Sixers playing the Nets tonight. Eagles still uh, with a bounce back. They were lucky to get out alive, though. Let me say that. Uh, with, a, with a win this past weekend. But, hey, listen, still rolling. So, support uh, any teams from the city of Brother and Love, man. We've got the PHIPanel.co chefs at checkout. Um, and check out other shows. We'll talk to you tomorrow night at 9 uh, p.m. Central for the college cookout Sunday morning. Thomas and I, uh, Thomas and I, and uh, you was somebody else to stop by with us as far as the time, too, 1130 on uh, a.m. Eastern time on Sunday for the uh, Thomas Sunday morning brunch. Uh, yeah, man, but until next time, man, it's always a pleasure. Much respect and love to the to the head honcho, man, the Thomas one. Without him, I wouldn't be here, man. And every day I'm grateful for the pleasure and privilege, man, to share space with uh, with you two chefs, man, Sirius, and, uh, and my boy Barry the Villain, bro. And uh, grateful for both of you guys, man. Laissez-les bon temps rouler, yo. Thanks. Thanks so much, Mr. I swear, I just wait for him to get to that part. Like, I, like I, everything else he said, I just wait. I wait for that, right? There. I just wait. <laughs> Man, give us a plug in the clubhouse to get out of here, my man. Yeah, man, listen, uh, Sports City Chefs, get to the website, uh, the blogs, the interviews, all that good stuff. we got shows all week, finger food series. I know it's going to be cooking. Um, you know, listen, it's going to be tough doing a show, but, you know, i got to do it with TP. Pray for me, man. Pray, pray that I don't um, lose my temper. Goddamn lying. Well, it's coming tomorrow night. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't show up tonight. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised, too. I heard from him. Don't worry. I heard from him all Sunday as soon as the game was over, like, religiously. Oh, I told him I was telling my daughter. I told him that Avery, uh, Uncle Ty is being mean to your daddy. She was not happy. She was like, Ty! But, you know, I listen. Um, I heard from him all over the <laughs> shop, too. And, and, listen, he had to post up today real quick in the barbershop. He had to post up today. He said, uh, your boy uh, should be uh, his guy from the Lions. Uh, Hudson should be the defensive rookie of the year instead of sauce. That's he 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 went that uh, he went that high. All right, so the so okay, so the show tomorrow is canceled. I'm not doing the show. Um, <laughs> I, I'm just not doing the show. <laughs> but uh, no, okay, listen, uh, it'll be fun. We'll get it. We'll get it in. Talk some football before we get some turkey and stuff like that. But um, serious. Yeah. Always a pleasure doing the show with you. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, yes, just listen, support, 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 uh, get to PHI apparel. We love those guys. 15% off your order. Use the code, promo code chefs, but, um, serious, man, you know what to do, man. Get us out of here, bro. Man, it's your boy series up now, four, one, two, and the seven, one, three, man. Such a pleasure to be here with you guys on another edition of the NFL wrap up show week 11 edition, man. Um, uh, this is going to be the last time I pop in here before the holidays, man. If I want to say anything, man. You know, take care of those you love, man, and spend some time with your family and loved ones, man. Tomorrow's not promised. With that being said, God bless. i catch you with you guys on the next one, man. And as TP will always say, tell a friend to tell a friend to chef again. If they don't know, 
Ryan, I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.